Well, sit down, sit down. Probably taking a podcast. Be back again. Here at Riverside Studios. I'm finna get it in, man. I got the homies. I'm finna bring them in. We gotta chop it up. What's the deal, fools? Yo, what's the deal, man? What's going on? What up, y'all? What up? What up? What up? Look at your boy, yeah. He's speechless. He's, oh, he is un, he's, speechless. he's unbearable. Here we go. What he is, hell is that? Hello, jaw. Every time we talk about this particular topic, I'm going to put this on. <laughs> and we keep talking about the same people over and over and over again. Because you don't know how many how much ramifications that this stuff cares. So LeBron being out at least the next 16 to 20 games, and the way the Lakers are playing right now, do you really think that the Lakers will even make the playoffs, let alone do something with an old-ass injured LeBron and a 70% AD? This shit is crazy. Like, the Lakers are dead. They got that one little bubble championship. Anthony Davis never signed long term because he already knew that he probably got his one little chip and that was it. He's out of here. I think he's going to be gone within the next two years. And LeBron's going to be an old nigga trying to, uh, like Kobe was in his last last years, you know, just with a bunch of sorry players because they want to hold on to that nigga. Gene Buss already came out and said that they're going to hold on to LeBron as long as possible. So, Y'all got King's disease over there, man. Y'all suck with LeBron James in the bubble championship. What you got to say, Ronnie? <laughs> man, man, I'm sorry, Laker fans. You know, I've been a lifelong Laker fan. But I ain't going to lie, it's been tough to root for the Lakers when LeBron came over here, man. I just don't like the dude's game. Never been a fan of his game. Never been, never been a fan of how he been so overhyped over his whole career playing in the weak Eastern Conference and stacking up a team and running through the Eastern Conference for eight years with the best roster and you're supposed to be the best player. So it's hard for me as a Laker fan. So right now I can't root for the Lakers because I'll be fake. With that being said, LeBron James suffered a horrible ankle injury the other day, right? He did a, a sprain going the other way. That was bad. He's 36 years old. Don't think that he can just bounce back from an ankle injury like that and be straight. He's going to be putting strain on all his other joints and all his other parts of his body to compensate for that. And he's and LeBron is smart. He's mindful of that. So mentally, will LeBron be all right for the playoffs? AD is suffering an Achilles injury. So the Lakers are in deep trouble because AD or LeBron won't be there for the next, what, two, three weeks? They could lose a lot of games. I still think the Lakers sneak in the playoffs, but it ain't no foregone conclusion that they even get to the finals. Lakers fans, y'all be naive to believe that y'all are not in trouble. Would that be on me now if we're going in order? All right, so to start off, if you look at the amount of money LeBron James has invested into his body, if an ankle sprain takes him out, he was a poor businessman. And we just talked last week about how his little, you know, business ventures is taking him over to the Red Sox, right? To try to be, you know, a part of the ownership of the Red Sox. So let's think about the Lakers for real. AD and LeBron are both hurt. They don't need a rush back because they're already, what, third or fourth in the West? As long as they don't get down to sixth, we don't have to worry about doing none of the, buy, uh, the little play-in games. That's the only thing we're worried about. The playoffs is all that matters. Anybody that cares anything about what's going on during the regular season probably don't have at least, I'll say at least six championships because, you know, Chicago has six and they're the third highest championship contending team in the league. You have the Lakers at 17, Boston at 17, Chicago at six. So, considering we have 17 championships, we'll definitely take our bubble championship as a as a fan, you know, and a sports enthusiast. We'll take our bubble championship 
and add it to the other 16, which is still more than the Clippers, more than the Nets, more than any team Derrick Rose has ever played on. And and um, basically looking forward to the playoffs, AD will come back more than 70 percent because he's resting. There's no footage of him working out. There's no footage of him shooting, dribbling, doing anything because he's being quiet. LeBron James, once again, his money has been invested into himself. He's not going to worry about coming back this regular season. The only thing that will make him come back is if we do get to like seventh seed, and then he'll come back to win the last couple games before the playoffs start. But I'm more than confident that when the when the trade deadline ends, we will have picked up some key some key factors, some key pieces that will have us contending for a back-to-back championship, regardless what anyone says. NBA analyst, NBA player, or fan of a team that's never done anything. Oh, it's my turn. <laughs> um, there's this famous book. I, I gotta make sure you get my. There's this book for kids, and it's called Brown Bear. But I'm not a brown bear. I'm a gray bear. So it goes. Gray bear, gray bear, what do you see? I see no repeat for the Lakers. Everybody sing with me. Gray bear, gray bear, what do you see? I don't see a repeat for the Lakers. They weren't going to repeat anyway, man. Everybody knew that. Yes, you guys got your bubble championship. When nobody, no KD played. No Steph Curry played. No Klay Thompson played. Who did y'all play against? Dame Leonard was injured. Bam was injured. Butler was injured. Everybody was injured. Right? But y'all still got that championship. Then y'all come out and say, we're going to repeat. And everything's looking like y'all ain't going to repeat. And then you said a, a critical thing, my brother. And what you said was, we are going to re-up and get some new tools. Whoa, 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 whoa. I did whoa, not whoa, say whoa, re-up. Whoa. I did not whoa, say whoa, whoa. re-up. You guys are going to do trades. Why do the Lakers have to do why do the Lakers have to do trades? You guys I didn't say re-up. You guys in the beginning of the season said you guys were the best and you guys were going to repeat. So why do you have to change your roster if you guys are the best? Hmm, that doesn't make any sense. Maybe you guys got to change your roster because you guys aren't really the best. You so why is it, so why is it Derrick Rose still? Why isn't Derrick Rose still with Detroit then? Whoa, 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 whoa! First of all, I never came on here and said Derrick Rose is playing for the best team in the NBA. I never came on here and said that Derrick Rose is going to repeat any championship. So the question goes back to you, my brother, and the question that the bear wants to know, and the and the and the, the hungry grizzlies want to know, is this: if you guys are the best team in the NBA, why do you have to switch your roster? Shouldn't everybody be switching their roster to compete with you guys? But why do you guys have to switch your roster? Could you answer that question for me? Okay, great. Okay, Mr. Gray Bear. The question I get, the answer you might not understand. Everyone changed their roster after we won our bubble championship. Mm. And now as the trade deadline comes up, it's not necessarily about the trades right now. It's about the potential free agents and mm. also the the picks that could be given up because a lot of these players, like, say, for example, Andre, Andre Drummond, he's just a buyout. Once you buy him out, we wouldn't have to give up very much to get him. And, yes, every great championship team, i.e. this 2009 Lakers championship team here, the only ones that mattered were the few down here, Kobe and Gasol and Oldham. We changed up the team when we won back-to-back in 2010. And as you can see with your sarcastic bear thinking that I wasn't prepared, I already had the 2009-2010 shirt on. So that way you could see the back-to-back retro coming at you. That's a lie. The Lakers did not change up the team in 2000. The only change they made. What was was the only change? I'm going to tell you, it was Artest Mm -hmm. for a reason. It was the same exact team. Don't Mm -hmm. say they did not change shit. It was Artest for a reason. No, but... 
Okay, but was there a move made? But I heard, I heard, Caleb, Caleb, do you see, Caleb, do you see I have all of them quiet? They had a lot no, to say I at the beginning, to, but they, they kind of quiet right now. I heard, I heard, <clears throat> correct me if I'm wrong, I heard, isn't Dennis Schroeder or Bobby Schroeder, Schroeder yeah. or whatever don't, he goes don't by? Don't do that, don't you do uh, it like that. <laughs> <laughs> is it, isn't he on the on training now. block? Everybody's uh, no. on the trading everybody's block. Everybody's on the, the trading block. And but Lakers, wait, 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 How wait, is everybody wait, on the trading block always in the beginning of the season? Listen, you guys were a championship team. No, 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 no. Yajiketi, if you haven't paid attention to the Lakers since Kobe was on his downward spiral, RIP, we've always had everybody on the roster available to be traded because we were in rebuild stage, but we weren't going to sit up here and shut down the Lakers when Kobe was still carrying us. So once the torch was passed, Kobe retired, you saw a Laker team with LeBron James that had, like, uh, what, Lance Stevenson, Brandon Ingram, uh, I don't know, Lonzo Ball, Julius Randle. Three of the four players are still killing in the NBA. The other fourth one is killing overseas. And as the team continued to just adjust, the whole main focal point was getting a young star that could carry us further than just a couple seasons. The, that was Anthony Davis. And we kept Kyle Kuzma out of the four other or him and the other four young stars because we believe Bum. he had the most potential. Hey, so are you he, saying that your yeah, four Kuzma is Anthony Davis, Kyle Kuzma? Everybody else is on the trading block, but Anthony Davis, Kyle Kuzma and LeBron James. Uh, LeBron? That's not yes. the Laker way, though. That's not the Laker no, way. It's Le- not, LeBron, no, it's not. No, I know. LeBron it's not has the came way. in and changed the Laker way. The Laker I'm day, not happy. They, no, you, Ronnie. You know. No, you I know. know I, I'm I know. I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying you are. But I'm just saying the Lakers culture yeah. has been changed by yeah, LeBron because, James because yeah. the Lakers don't operate like that. When Kobe Never was ever. in his prime, the last maybe five years of his prime, they didn't make a bunch of champ. When they had the championship team, so they, they 2008 they lost, kept the right. same team. 2009, they won. Switched out our test for a reason. One kept the same roster next year. Lost, uh, traded for for Dwight Howard and Steve Nash. One, that's it. It wasn't a bunch of swapping out. It was, you know, I'm saying it now with LeBron. The thing with him is, whenever he does not feel comfortable, he swaps up. Like I, I never seen a team. Like but last year. Oh, Ronnie, hold, on. Hold, on. Hold, on. hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Give me 30 seconds. Give me 30 seconds. Give me 30 seconds. So if if the Lakers, to me, last year, they were so dominant because Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee, they were exactly. a dominant presence defensively. Like McGee is goofy, but defensively, he was dominant. Dwight, Dwight Howard was dominant defensively and on the boards. And then Rajon Rondo was dominant on the perimeter. He was a playmaker. He played big in the playoffs. He got steals. He said he was a mini LeBron when it came to passing the ball, and they lost that. They lost Danny Green's defense. He couldn't hit the broad side of a barn on offense, but his defense was key. The Lakers are weak on defense at the guard, and Mark Gasol is defensively at 36, nowhere near what Dwight and JaVale were. So I'm saying they made all these changes to a team that just won the championship. Why? You got weaker in my eyes. I think they changed going for what was about to happen on the East as far as like with Brooklyn and everything, because, you know, they know faster than we know. But you're right. All those trades and all those different signs didn't make sense. The only thing I did like Schroeder or Schroeder over Rondo because he was a little bit more uh, scoring. But Rondo's what one of the top NBA or one of the top point guards to ever play now after winning with the Lakers and winning with Boston. But no, I was trying to cut you off to say the Lakers did look to try to trade. Pau Gasol and Lamar Odom for CP3, remember, and, you know, David Stearns had vetoed that. And I just think that with LeBron James and the fact of what he's been able to do in the league for so long, and once again, I'm not trying to dick ride because I cannot stand the man except for the fact that he's on the Lakers now, is that, and I don't mean, and I, I like the I promise stuff and what he's trying to do, but as a, as a player, I feel like he could do more or could have done more up until this point. But anyways, um, it's more or less like He's come in. He's ready to win again. You know, if they lose this year, they're going to contend again for a championship next year. But I think what it is, is they're all in on this potential back to back because there's no longevity ahead looking at like potential draft picks because we gave them up. Um, 
we're, we're, we're going to be up in the rankings as far as power rankings and all that. So we're not going to have a high draft pick or a lottery pick anyway. So it's like we need this championship just in case we can't get another one for two years. And I'm being realistic. I'm being realistic. Like um, Marcus, all you said is a downgrade from JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard. But if you look at what's available during this trade deadline right now, which ends tomorrow at 12 o'clock, there's a possibility that the Lakers get Andrew Drummond. If you look at an Andrew Drummond, if you look at Andrew Drummond, Andre. my bad, yeah, Andre Drummond, um, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis down low, that is one hell of a problem. Okay, so, so, would you say, so, so would trade, you say trade you have deadline. To switch we, up your team let's, to win a championship. Let's get to the trade deadline. So we're just gonna stick with seventeen. Speaking of the trade deadline, man, seventeen. Long, long time Toronto. Raptor Kyle Lowry is looking like he's on the on the trading blocks. Yep. You know, Victor Oladipo. They Houston said he would be out of there by the end of the trade deadline. They're still shopping Lamarcus Aldridge, trying to uh, get him out of there so that they don't have to buy him out. Where do you think that everyone's going to land? Because Kyle Lowry, like, where do you think Kyle Lowry will be best suited, and where you think is his landing spot? Miami. Lonzo Ball, Lonzo Ball. You know, it's rumors that you know he Clippers. might go to uh, to the Clippers. You know, it's a lot of uh, heat of, of that conversation. Who do y'all think is going to actually go somewhere, and where do y'all think that they're going to go? Well, I think uh, I think Kyle Lowry will be better suited for the Clippers because uh, they need a point guard. They need a point guard that can score with some experience, championship experience, and that reunites Kawhi Leonard and Serge Ibaka, who were part of that Toronto championship. That reunites them, so they got continuity and camaraderie together on playing for a championship. So Kyle Lowry would be nice with the Clippers. I think Kyle Lowry will also mm, – nah. Lonzo Ball would also be nice for the Clippers. He gives them another a, – a big guard that can defend, that can hit the three, that can create um, – but I think it's I, I saw a report about Kyle Lowry going to the Lakers. I, I don't like that move for the Lakers. They already got Dennis Schroeder, so that'll be kind of uh, redundant to me. So um, Andre Drummond, of course, is a key piece. If he lands with the Lakers or the Nets, that could tip the scales either way. Um, if the Lakers end up being healthy, that is. Um, also, Lamarcus Aldridge, uh, another big body. He can go to Miami or 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 somewhere like that that needs another the Clippers even who needs another big body that could that could be in there and uh, to defend and score. So if one of those moves happen, it could definitely tip the scales for one of these major clubs that just needs one more piece. Um, but if Andre Jarman goes to the Nets, I'm sorry, y'all, it's over. <laughs> They're going to sweep through the whole playoffs. They're not losing. Sorry. I hate to I hate to follow up on that and say something different, but that's the truth. If Drummond, <laughs> and, if Drummond ends up with New Jersey, it's a problem because you're looking at a starting five of of all stars. Like that's that that'll probably be the best starting five in NBA history. If you look at Kyrie, James Harden, um, KD, Blake Griffin, and Drummond, like that that would just be ridiculous. Um, Kyle Lowry with the Clippers, I didn't even think about that because I was kind of leaning towards him ending up with Miami and uh, playing with Jimmy Butler, which I think would be really um, a really dynamic backcourt. But um, Kyle Lowry with the Clippers would be kind of crazy, too. That that would be three players from a championship team that really wouldn't even need any direction. I mean, Tyron Lue knows what he's doing, but he was also coaching LeBron when he was a coach. So there wasn't very much he was saying. Um, I don't know. They're still talking about LaMarcus Aldridge, or at least I'm feeling like they're still considering him going back to Portland, which I don't think is the best move because they still got Nick Nikolovich or Nikolo. Well, I don't know what his name is, but they got somebody injured on the side. Um, I don't know. My, I think there's a, I think Miami might pick up a few. I think they might end up getting Kyle Lowry and, or, um, LaMarcus Aldridge because they just picked up Trevor Ariza from um, oh no Trevor Ariza's with no isn't Trevor Ariza with Miami Ronnie I yeah. think he is but Trevor Ariza old ass he ain't he's yeah like but he's but, dude but he's a defender though and you think about what Jimmy Butler did when he came back off of his injury and now they're back you know continuing to be in the playoff or at least you know not in the buyout or buy in place for uh, the East 
Miami, I think, is probably going to get the best players as long as the Lakers get drumming. <laughs> Just wishing and praying. Oh, no, the bear is gone. We're, gray bear, where'd you go? Oh, because we're done talking about the Lakers because the Lakers aren't going to be winning anything this year, which I already, already said that before. Multiple this, t- yeah, multiple times. You know, yeah. before this, yeah. this before this ever happened. Um, Hey, Drummond, you know what I'm saying? Hey, Drummond, come to New York, baby. You know what I'm saying? There's rumors right now you thinking about coming to New York. Come to New York, you know what I'm saying? We got a little squad on our hands right now. You know what I'm saying? We doing our thing. You know, Randall's killing the game right now. 67% from three point. You know what I'm saying? We could, we we losing by a couple points with these big teams and everything like that. Come come to New York. Or don't sleep on the Bucks. I think the Bucks may get one more move. I mean, they got PJ Tucker. Mm-hmm. They're gonna get one more move. To be able to try to stop the Nets. Because the Nets don't need nobody else. At the end of the day, only people that can beat the Nets right now are the Nets. Are the injuries. That's the only team that can beat the Nets. I don't even care if you got Anthony Davis and LeBron James. You ain't beating the Nets. You ain't beating them. That's just what it goes down to. So, at the end of the day, let's just hope they get injured so New York can take it, baby. Got you, D-Rose. The Clippers have to make two moves. We have to get a point guard. We have to get another big man. Serge Ibaka and Nick Batum, you know, is serviceable. But if we run into any real big team, Nick Batum is not going to be serviceable at the power forward position. He's just not. We can't rely on that to going forward. You know, winning some regular season games, yes. And in a seven-game series, with it on the line, he's a liability out there. And we can't have you know what I'm saying? So we definitely have to get another big man, and we definitely need a point guard, a distribution point guard, not a Lou Williams. We already got a scoring point guard sitting on the bench. We're going to go get somebody like Kyle Lowry. You know, he's not really – I think that Lonzo is a better fit than Kyle Lowry because, you know, he's going to defer. He's going to run the offense. He's going to get us out, you know, moving fast on the break. He's going to – it's a lot of things that come with Lonzo as far as the way he runs the team and the offense. And, we, you know, the way we run an offense coming down right now, the point guard runs the, runs the ball down the court and then hands it to PG or Kawhi, and that's the end of it. You know what I'm saying? And going forward, we're not going to be able to win a championship by handing off the ball at half, at half court to – PG and Kawhi. That's just not going to do it as an offensive scheme. And I think that the Clippers know and understand that they have to go get a point guard before this trade deadline is over and they have to get a big man in this uh, buyout market. Hey, DeRozan, come to Chicago, baby. Uh, That would be a good look with Zach Levine. But you know what? The Clippers are going to have to give up some pieces because even though they have the money to spend, there's no... You're not going to just – you're not – like the the Pelicans can't give up Lonzo Ball while he's basically having the best year of his career, and they get nothing for him. They already picked up – But he's got to yeah, be a no, restricted free want, agent. He's no, going to be a restricted free agent. Exactly. So yeah, if you but, don't get rid of him, and eventually you're going to basically get rid of him for nothing. Because after the restricted free agent, he's going to be unrestricted and – even if you don't, you got to match a team, even if you match them, then what you going to do the year after that? You're going to be looking to trade them, whether it's this year or next year. You're looking now, to get rid of Lonzo because Lonzo is not going to resign. Lonzo is not resigning. No, so they, I know. They you, got, said you got that. a year and a half. You got a year and a half to get off of this Lonzo or lose him for nothing. But I wouldn't trade him for Pat Beth. So. But look, if you look, but look, you can't trade him for Pat Beverly because they already got uh, they already got Drew Bledsoe. They picked mm-hmm. him up already, and they still got JJ Reddick. So if you it's think Eric about Bledsoe. it, you've been fucking niggas' names up today. Drew, Ble- Drew Bledsoe. Oh yeah, damn, I am. That's terrible. That's terrible. Yeah, Eric Bledsoe. Uh, yeah, uh, Eric Bledsoe's already there. They still got JJ Reddick, and they got somebody else on the bench that I I don't know. He's like either a rookie or a second year player or whatever. I but they're JJ not going to Philly. 
He's willing to go know. anywhere other than being with New Orleans. Because so, he's, so. he's, a, he's a certified sniper, and he's not getting anywhere in the playoffs. So have y'all been paying any attention to the NFL? The, uh, the NFL combine is going down. The, after the whole Kaepernick shit, man, went down, the interest, as far as for me, has just been going down every year as far as the NFL. Are you guys even following the NFL? How do y'all feel about the stance of the NFL going forward? I'm just making sure um, Russell Wilson don't get traded. That's all I. That's all I care about. As long as he stay on my Seahawks, we good. Other than that, I ain't looking at no combine or anything. Uh, combine, uh, not combine. This <laughs> <laughs> nigga, man, what's you old, fam? Hey. See, see, it's not just me. It's not just me. Yeah, hey, man, I ain't alone. Man, I ain't alone. First hey, of man. all, first of all, don't don't correct my English. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> that's my English. You know what I'm saying? So you knew what I was talking about. I told y'all I ain't watching none of it. You know what I'm saying? So hey. if it ain't about the Seahawks, it don't really mean anything. Yeah, the, sea, the Seahawks is boo boo anyway, but you know what I'm saying? The NFL combine is not interesting. It, it really, you got to be a hardcore NFL fan for that shit to be super interesting for you. And like you said, since the whole Kaepernick debacle, you know what I'm saying? It, it's been less and less interesting. And, you know, I haven't really been paying attention to it when, the, you know, it's, it's when the season starts when I really start. Uh, watching more and even more when the playoff starts, you know, it's just been something now it's just, it's just annoying with this whole, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, Tom Brady is great, but seeing this motherfucker win every year is getting irritating as fuck. So, you know what I'm saying? I, for me, the NFL just, just, it just has lost a lot of excitement. There's no parody. Um, you know, seven, one man won a Super Bowl seven of the last fucking 13 years or so, whatever it is. So it's, it's just been whack to me. You know, Patrick Mahomes has bought excitement back to the NFL for me. Um, I was a Dallas Cowboy fan, but, you know, when when, when the racist owner showed his cool colors, I said, fuck the Cowboys. So I'm still saying fuck the Cowboys. Um, I'm a Rams fan, not as gung-ho because I'm a new fan. But, you know, it's just not the same for me. That's just me. My team sucked. You a Rams fan and my team sucked? Oh, come on, bro. <laughs> hey, I won't even lie to y'all. I'm a Raiders fan, true and true. I don't care who goes where or what happens. I've literally been sitting here not giving a rat's ass about any season since Tom Brady got away with the fumble or the incomplete pass that should have been a fumble or vice versa. I don't remember when we played in the snow. Yes. Yeah, there we go. So that shit pissed me off. We haven't done anything since we lost to Tampa Bay when you know Gruden left us and went to, to went oh, to Tampa you Bay. Didn't lose, you got smacked. No, yeah, no. you got smacked. Boo boo. No one asked you to bring up the details. It was a Garbito. loss. When you when you look it up on our when you look it up on the record, you know the Raiders lost that Super Bowl. Okay, Raiders <laughs> because are we got I feel sorry. For you, <laughs> it was terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> Ward Dunn just super put us to work. Mike Allstott did it all. Did his thing. Like it was terrible. John but in that booty. man, so, shut up. <laughs> shut up. So. Now I feel like with football, I think it's kind of cool to see some of these quarterbacks, though, with the combine. And it's also cool to see the linemen, because if you notice, we've gotten like faster and faster and faster linemen where they're running like really quick 40s or whatever. But um, I think this is showing us that that new, you know, that new football league with the rock and everything is it really might take our our interest. Because last year, everybody was, you know, they was tuning in before the pandemic hit. It was entertaining. You good, you know, good prices on the tickets. You know what I mean? It was it was high, high quality, high intensity, like good players. Like you had players who play D1 football, players that played in the NFL, got cut. Now they're playing there. Like even Johnny Manziel had a good little season last year for whatever league that was that he was playing. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm done with this. <laughs> yeah, I don't want really football. Ain't really my my bread and butter. Yeah, because I it wouldn't be my bread and butter either if the Seahawks was my team. You feel me? <laughs> hey, didn't we get further than the? Did, hey, what was the Rams doing last year? Um, going to the playoffs. Oh, did yeah. did they get further than? No, didn't we smack on y'all last year? 
Can we move subjects? Because right, my, my team didn't make the playoffs. My team didn't make the playoffs. So they said that they found a white-tailed deer that tested positive for COVID. This late in the COVID game, man, it's like, is they still coming up with different scare tactics to try to scare us even further than what they've done already? Like, I, I look at this as nothing but a scare tactic. Like, why are you releasing this information? So, oh, next is going to be a, a black-tailed squirrel nigga that got the COVID too, nigga, if that exists. Like, nigga, I don't know what the fuck gonna happen. What is your thoughts on this? them finding animals with COVID-19 now. So now animals are going to be contracting COVID-19. It's, I think it's really just a ploy to get everybody vaccinated. This is the first step in Wally 2.0. We're going to continue to be scared of, the, of COVID-19. Everyone's going to get vaccinated and people are going to start to die off. And then they're going to get COVID anyway, even after getting the vaccine, and they're going to say, I don't know how we're supposed to get rid of this virus. I don't know how we're supposed to get rid of this disease. I don't know how we're supposed to protect people. And they're going to try to do some same shit like Wally, I'm telling you, and have us either on a cruise ship that's or, or, or a spaceship that's away from the earth, and they're going to allow it to just disintegrate, deplenish, like... Like we're already killing off the ozone layer. We're already we're already having all the cool animals that we saw when we were kids are now becoming extinct or endangered. They're trying to control us so that money ends up becoming non-existent because uh, United States is in so much debt, and we're going to get fat, lazy, and uh, the world's going to end. Well, not the world, but at least United States. I'm just being honest. Watch Wally. Watch Wally. I promise to God, I put money on it right now. Next Wednesday, I'll cash app all three of you black men $25, so that'd be $100 out my pocket. If you watch Wally and you tell me that it doesn't seem like exactly what the fuck we're going through right now. Beginning to end. That. Beginning I'll to end. You. I'll well, tell you that. That'll be 75 out your pocket, not 100. <laughs> Math got a little twisted. I'll be 75 out your pocket, not 100. It was four of us. I was going to pay myself to watch You pay yourself too? I was going to pay myself. <laughs> I was gonna pay myself just to save myself uh, for fuck. Yeah. Hey, Ronnie, just uh, to save myself for fucking up the math. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say it doesn't. I'm gonna say it doesn't. Uh, that Wally doesn't go, so I can get the twenty five dollars. Oh, see, this nigga about to get him for his bread. Nah, I'm gonna make. No, uh, anyway, nah, you guys uh, have to give me a three page essay too. Email oh, it. I'm not. I think it is a, a scare tactic because they just came out with uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, I think the California school district is suing because they trying to make uh, the teachers get vaccinated and you have to get vaccinated to be able to go to work. And the teachers are pretty much like, hell no, I'm not getting vaccinated. So they got to do something to keep us keep us scared because if, if the teachers win that little thing where you don't have to get vaccinated, that's going to mess up a lot of people in their little programs trying to make everybody get vaccinated. You know, hey, what's his name? Bill Gates. You know, he decided to step down from Microsoft last year for some reason. And he's heading and he's helping out and. He's over here talking about the vaccine and stuff like that. And I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I never knew Bill Gates to be any type of scientist or doctor. So I don't know why he in the room with Fauci. You know what I'm saying? So I, they got to they gotta find a way to keep us scared. And saying now animals got COVID. You know, now next, your dog, your chihuahua, you know, your little Rockwaller, we all going to have COVID. <laughs> he said we all going to have COVID. <laughs> Man, here we go. Here we go with the bullshit. So first they said uh, black people couldn't get COVID. Then they said only old people get COVID. Then they said animals are exempt. Now we got de a deer. With man, if they don't get the fuck out of here with this shit, like <sighs> this shit is, is is getting out of hand with this COVID shit. They talking about 
now animals get COVID. I haven't heard any any spike talks or anything like that, but the world is opening back up. If this shit is so dangerous, why the fuck are we opening the world back up? Why? Because you want to push the vaccinations. Oh, they said people aren't going to be able to be forced to take the vaccinations. True. But, you know, there's always loopholes and ways to incorporate things, especially when it comes to the fucking government. They can incorporate anything. So do see stuff, for instance, like you can't go to the sporting event without a vaccination. You can't go to a movie theater without a vaccination. You can't go eat dinner without a vaccine. They're basically going to shut you in the house, make you quarantine or get a vaccination. So you're going to have two choices. Everybody going to be backed into a corner until they get this motherfucking vaccination. That's just the way it is. Or we fight against it and do some other shit. So, yeah, they're going to keep on bringing these motherfucking new things about COVID-19, saying this could do this. And this next thing you know, they're going to say all the clothes got COVID-19 and we catching it through our through our nuts and shit. You feel me? So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm just done. I'm tired of it. I can't wait till this shit is over. Somebody needs to do something. <laughs> and my question is, my question is, out of all, the, like, where did you get a deer from? Like, you were just walking down the street or something. It was like, let's, let's test this deer. Let's just, let's just walk down the street, find this white-tailed deer and be like, Wow. Let's let's test this deer and say it got COVID. I don't know where you get the deer from. Why did you test that, the deer? That's some real shit. Like that don't make no sense. No. So, so one thing that uh, sparked the conversation earlier this week is I seen uh, Kel Mitchell's ex-wife from Kenan and Kel. You know, one of our our childhood nostalgic, you know, figures. You know, we all grew up on him. His ex-wife is saying that he owes $1.5 million in back spousal and child support. She claims that he made 800000 last year, and he just bought a home worth 600000 and that she's homeless, and he hasn't paid anything for or taken care of his children for the last 10 years. So now... He was down and out. He wasn't getting no money. But now that he back up, he made 800K. She's coming for his pockets. Do you feel like the child support laws are feasible? And do you think that the amounts that these women are getting allotted make sense? No, they don't make sense. I mean, you got to start off thinking, why is she asking for that much amount of money now after how after 10 years? So why didn't she take him to court any time before these 10 years? Why couldn't he have been paying on child support when he first got done with Nickelodeon or whatever? Like, it doesn't really make any sense. And hopefully he didn't, you know, fuck over all his money, considering he started at a young age and then, you know, still had little, you know, little appearances on like Nickelodeon shows as like you know not necessarily as kel but just you know he would show up over the last like i say maybe five six years i've seen him on a lot of shit with at least with having kids but the amount of money doesn't make sense like if she was saying like there's there's been women like dr dre's wife where you know they're asking for like tens of thousands of dollars or a hundred thousand dollars every few months where it's like what are you really doing like if you factor in a car if you factor in um, your mortgage all your utilities and kids food not in not, and including your own that is not that's not feasible like you said and then if you're living a, a flashy lifestyle you shouldn't have to pay you shouldn't have to pay for your wife or your ex-wife to continue to get her feet done every single day or her eyebrows done every single day when in reality she didn't really do anything to make that money it was more or less them as being one so you know what i mean like i don't work as much as my wife works if we got a divorce i'm not going to sit here and ask her to pay me money because oh yeah i was making this amount refing but she was making more being a store manager so yeah pay me for my kicks basically since i can't buy any right now like that's stupid that don't make sense Well, I think it's uh with the whole child support thing, it has been a, a twisted law for so many years to me. I mean, it, it hasn't. I looked at it from a different perspective about 
eight years ago, I had a, a huge debate with a couple of people. And, you know, we were talking about Diddy and the money he was paying to his baby mama. It was something crazy, like $30,000 a month or something like that, 40000 a month or something like that. And I had a big debate about it. But years later, I have a new perspective. I look at it different, you know, having to, to have my kids, you know, as much time as I have them full time, you know, 90% of the time. I understand a lot of these where these single mothers are coming from. What you're not realizing, if the facts are true to this shit, this motherfucker ain't done shit for his kid for 10 years. I don't give a fuck. I ain't got no sympathy for that. Like, if you believe in the Bible, it say, say I'm paraphrasing, it says something like someone that don't take care of their family, you know, someone that don't, whoever don't take care of their kids is worse than an infidel. An infidel is a right. non-believer. An infidel right. is a non-believer. God don't fuck with you if you don't take care of your kids. So why should I fuck with you? If you don't take care of your tenants for 10 years, yeah, you are her 1.5 million. It's hard throughout the year having to be the sole responsible for providing, feeding, taking care of the kid, making sure they're doing good in school, making sure their mental health is up because their daddy is away, having to deal with all the shit. That shit is worth a lot of money. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. So I'm not saying it's like when you give somebody homeless for $5, you being a good person. You're not in their pockets trying to see what they did with that $5. If you are, you ain't real. It ain't none of your business. You did your job giving them for the $5. So the woman that's taking care of your kids and you ain't helping and you making all this bread, living a lavish lifestyle as a nigga, why wouldn't you want your kid living a lavish lifestyle too any fucking way, first of all? So if you're making all this money and you're not paying, hell yeah, she deserves that $1.5 Shit, give her $2.5 bitch-ass nigga, not taking care of your kids. I ain't got no sympathy for it. Good burger, homo. The good burger. Can I take your order? Give me my 1.5 million. Um, no, I actually, uh, I agree with with Ronnie on this one. I think as a, I don't know much about the about the child support system because I'm not paying child support, right? Um, but I do, I do believe that. Okay, let's say a guy has to pay 25% of his check to his baby mama. All my money that I got goes straight to my kids. All of it. Every time they hungry, I don't have to pay 25%. I got to pay everything. So is it, it kind of sort of is like one of those... Man, you kind of got it easy because you only got to pay like 25%. Or let's say you got to pay a little bit more. I got to get like full-time daddy ain't no joke, you know? So I'm full-time daddy. I'm paying more than what you paying on child support. Right. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much you paying on child support. Full-time daddy, you paying more. There's there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Now, Now it goes, I'm paying more than you and I'm full-time daddy. And then you ain't even paying 25%, not 10%, not 5%. You ain't paying nothing. Nothing. Not not a not a thing. And okay, yeah, you were down on your luck and everything like that. But guess what? I was down on my luck too, and I had to get my EDD. And guess where my EDD money went to? <laughs> my kids. So I'm still having to pay. And you get to walk away and not pay anything? Man, I don't care if she's getting her nails done. Maybe she need to get her nails done because she she got some, she got, she ain't able to de-stress herself because she taking care of your kids and you being a deadbeat. Don't know if you're a deadbeat or not, but if if the facts are the facts and saying that you did not take care of your kids, you a deadbeat. And if you a, a deadbeat, like pay your pay your money at the end of the day. That's your legacy, bro. And if you ain't gonna take care of your legacy, like and you making eighty and eight hundred k, like come on, bro. And your kids over here, like starving or whatever the case. I don't care how much money you actually make. Like the whole thing with Diddy and everything. And like these celebrities' money, it may seem like a big amount of money to us because we don't got it. But to them, it could be a couple dollars. So pay, pay, pay up, bro. Take care yeah. of your kids. 
No, I'm the the reason why I said it that way is not that I don't think Debbie dads don't deserve to pay their you know their dues. It's just I want to hear both sides. I want to hear all the facts on the table, and I want to hear what the, what the end result is going to be because it's hard for me to believe that somebody that we watched that was all about kids and entertaining kids as he was a kid. I mean, if he hit hard times, he ended up fucking with drugs, and being somebody that he didn't even real you know recognize in the mirror. That's one thing. But it's it's so difficult to process that he went 10 years of being a father and did nothing for his kids and didn't contribute a dollar towards their lifestyle or how they were living or anything. If it, in fact it comes out that way, then, you know, good burger, you know, good burger egg got to go. But, you know, what I'm saying like you can watch it for what it was, but who he is isn't what you can respect. It's just at the same time, you know, when it came out, just like me and Caleb talked about earlier, it was like. They, you know, she, the way it was presented was like, wow, what, well, what exactly is going on here? Like, you're not coming in on some, like, look at my kid, like Dwayne Wade's first baby mom pulled that holding a sign in the streets. I'm homeless. My husband or my baby dad used to be an NBA star. And we saw what happened that direction. I don't know if this is, is this is sincere or if this is a ploy to try to get something even relevant. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't know, but. At the like y'all, y'all got me saying it right now. At the end of each and every day, we know children are the future and we should focus on them. So if you're a dad, you do your shit. If you're a mom, you do your shit. If you're uncle, auntie, whoever, you gotta handle your business. It's just I hate when people throw in like I just I have a hard time processing how she's gonna drop in right now, like, oh yeah, he didn't get shit for 10 years, and I'm just now saying something about it. We were homeless and I didn't do nothing. Like she didn't swallow her pride anytime before now to go after him to get money. I would have, if it was me and my wife, I love her to death. But if we divorced and me and my kids ended up in the street, I'm going to TMZ if she's a celebrity and I, you're going to cash me out because she's not. You're going to give me what I need so my kids can survive because I'm trying my best and I can't get it. That's when you know somebody's really coming from a place of, of sincerity is when it's not you know, it's not weighted. It's 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 now, and the pride is being swallowed. I love the fact that her picture was thought. Now, that, now that, for that. me, I, I I think that, like you said, it was the way that it was. You know, it, she came across because it's a lot of these trapper baby niggas, you know, bitches out there that go for <laughs> niggas in the industry and yeah. athletes and just people in general. But what what doesn't make sense to me is that the dude that makes thirty thousand is got the same rules as a dude that makes thirty million. You know what I'm saying? It needs to be like taxes. It needs to be a bracket system where, depending on how much your income, the the, the rules change. You you can't just lump everybody into one thing and say that the guy working at In and Out should pay the same as the guy. That made three hundred billion. The guy that three made three hundred billion is not the same person working at In and Out. He he did a lot more shit to deserve his three hundred billion. And for you to just give the woman a percentage of what because she had a kid with you is not fair to that man because you don't know what he had to do to make what he. It's just Dr. Dre. He spent nigga nine hours on one stem of a beat. He's taking. Three years to make an album. That's time and effort that of his life that he can't get back. Just for her to get twenty percent, thirty percent, a hundred thousand a month because she was with him. That to me doesn't make sense. It's not feasible. For the, how can the dude making thirty thousand be stuck with the same rules as a dude making three hundred million? The child support system is broken and it needs to be fixed. But take it. Take it, take it from this point though, like how you said with Dr. Dre, right? Let's say he's making a, um, he's in working um, ten hours on on a beat, right? Or it takes three years to do that. You think he will be able to do that if he had full custody of his kid? Who's taking care of his kid? Right. Well, Dr. So, Dr. Dre's kids are all like super grown now, though. No, I'm oh, just taking this. The, I'm just taking the. Oh, I'm just taking the scenario. I get what you're saying. I'm I get taking what you're the saying. scenario, as in, as in, me doing this right now, me doing this right now, me getting on here at seven o'clock, 
chopping it up with you guys. Who's taking care of my kids? I'm not. I'm working. Right? So that has to play a part in it where, yeah, you making the bread or whatever the case may be, or you got to go do your thing. But when you full-time daddy, let's say my wife wasn't there and I had to take care of the kids, you got to balance your kids. You got to balance getting on this podcast. You got to balance editing. You got to balance doing X, Y, and Z. Where when you have that person, if you have that person, baby mama or not, if that person is taking care of your kid and you able to go do X, Y, and Z, you only able to do X, Y, and Z because you don't have to balance like that. Like, that's why I think I think Ronnie said he full time. He full time dad and he got to do everything. You got to commend that man because right now he doing this. So. You know, like, like, you got to see but question for you. But look, this is the thing, though. If you're using we're using us. But if we stick with Dr. Dre, what if within those nine hours that he has to do what he's doing? It's either during the time that the kids are asleep. So she's not necessarily watching them. Or what if it's during the time they're at school? And because he's made the money he's made for such a long time, they have a maid. They have a nanny. They have a gardener. They have a pool boy. They have a personal assistant for him and her. So it's it's kind of like I get where both of you guys are coming from. But when you really sincerely think about the tax brackets, right? If a guy in and out is only making like say thirty thousand a year, he had a kid with a woman or, or a guy got married, had a kid, and they're taking out twenty five percent of what he makes. It's like okay, I understand. But if she's doing nothing but collecting that money. That then makes it harder on the child because she's not doing her part to contribute towards the child's success. So it makes both people accountable. But in some cases, only the man is taking the hit if the man is doing the right thing. When the man's not doing the right thing, he has to go 100 percent in or take his punk ass to jail or get beat the fuck up. I mean, I'm with you on that. But I don't I mean, literally, when you think about the way this all came out. There was so many opportunities before now, even when he first came back on to Nickelodeon, that he could have literally got aired out and she could have got money right then and there. Like, oh, you're helping other kids feel better about themselves, but you're not even taking care of your own. Well, maybe maybe she didn't want to go public. Or maybe she made several attempts privately to do something and maybe it didn't but work. Bro, you, we but, we but don't know how, how it all transpired. But you know, the we're, the, from the, from we're the, the unicorn men, Ronnie. Yeah, like yeah. the four of us are unicorn when it comes to men. Right, but we're right. talking about I'm women just, who scrap and fight for I, their kids. My right. mom, my mom aired the fuck out of my dad. Yeah, and but she some, sat there only took two hundred dollars worth of child support and literally made him pay tuition for school. But what what I'm saying is, I, I know some women do that, but a lot of women don't want to go that route. Like you know, I, I know a lot of single mothers, a lot of them, and yeah, a lot of them there. don't. A lot of them don't want to go that route originally. You don't want to have to do that. A lot of them had a bad experience with niggas and they still be loyal to the niggas like they won't put them through the shit they won't put them through yeah. child support they won't ask them for shit these women are raising their kids on their own and these niggas ain't doing shit and that but shit we're talking sick. about average so, but we're talking about average cats most yeah, like yeah. nine out of ten most, women when they mess with a celebrity it don't matter where they come from how tight their morals are when my like they think about it like not only is my livelihood not being met the way it used to be because if you're living that type of lifestyle when you're a celebrity it's the best but your bro, kids are bro. your kids are being affected by it so it's like why wouldn't you swallow your pride for them well, well the, the men we got to take responsibility stop oh no stupid. i know like, no, like, i know no, no, what I'm, I'm from coming from another point is yeah man stop busting it in, in all these bitches like what are you doing Facts. like nigga, you got you got to learn you got to know who you having a damn baby with you a celebrity Facts. you got a bag you got to be smarter you could mm-hmm. you could it's hard to tell when somebody is genuine right so stop fucking barebacking everybody and busting everybody man stop doing that stupid goofy ass shit so you won't yep. run into these problems only do that to somebody that's been rocking with you and you're going to build a life with. So that's your fault. If you had a baby by a raggedy woman or, or a bitch or whatever, and she did some dumb shit to you and took all your Correct. money and put you... Nigga, you could see those signs in the beginning if you pay attention. You so infatuated yeah. with the pussy or the ass or whatever you infatuated mm-hmm. with that you don't see that shit. So that's right. your fault for being stupid. Right. I right. take responsibility. And for at the end of the day, it takes you... It took you 10 years? Like, if this is true... 10 right. years 
to even thinking about helping out your own your seed. It took you. You were like you were so oblivious for ten years to go like, oh, okay, cool. Like, hey man, she got it. I don't like you know, forget it. I ain't gonna do no Zoom call. I ain't gonna. I ain't like. I ain't gonna do nothing. You know what I'm saying? Now, if it was comes out that okay, now he got the money and now she after the bag. Okay, one that's one thing. But if there's nothing that comes out where he can come out and be like, "Yo, whoa, 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 don't get it twisted. Yeah, I got the money now, but I was still uh, sending my kids like homemade cards, or I was still trying to talk to my kids." Every day, it sounded like it's been ten years, and he was ghost. That's a different ball game. Yeah, but and that's why that's why this is such a touchy situation because we have a perception of who Kel was from Ken and Kel, Good Burger, all that. You know what I mean? Like it's mm, that's hard to say. Do we really know his character? And then when you look at the way it was presented now, it questions her character. But the one fact between this scenario and any scenario with children or even taking a step up and, you know, manning up or womaning up, if two people lay up in the bed and make a baby, it's both of their responsibilities to raise Take the baby. Care. So that's all I got to right. say about that. I'll leave it alone because, you know, we can go all day about this shit. <laughs> we passionate fathers and, and uncles and shit about our, our, our children. All right, so we got to get to politics, man. So, uh oh, the Trump family is now going to be the new Kennedys, man. Laura Trump, Trump's daughter-in-law, Eric Trump's wife, is talking about she's looking to run for Senate, and she's—I don't know in what state or what seat—but it is rumored that she is going into politics, and. Trump Jr. might be right after his father going into politics. They're going to be a family, a politician, it's looking like. So not only is Trump not going nowhere, but now his family members are starting to look to get into politics. What are your thoughts on this shit? Oh, my God. Here the fuck we go. Trump Jr.? <laughs> As if we ain't had enough bullshit from Trump Sr. Like, come on, man. Are you serious? We really going to do this? And this is the thing about these old white presidents, man, and, and, just, and, just, and just white supremacy, period, man. Yes, you put your seeds into it so they could continue the fuckery. Well, there was George Bush and George Bush Jr. And, you know, although the Kennedys had some good, you know, good intentions, there's a lot of those motherfuckers. There's a lot of... You know what I'm saying? They, they they definitely want to to pass down and keep the bullshit going. You know, all these juniors. And then why Trump? Trump Jr.? You're the same as Trump. So you want to keep the fuckery going that he did? You know what I'm saying? So it's it just, I'm disgusted by the whole thing. But, you know, then again, on the second note, the whole, I don't trust the whole justice, the government system anyway. It's all it's all a bunch of bullshit anyway. You know, I think they all in low-key in cahoots with each other any damn way and have a face of the president is just a face to blame to put blame on shit but you know they have a whole system on how they do shit that's a whole nother topic so you know it's goofy it's it's a it's a circus it's a clown thing that's going on with this trump jr shit and it's just gonna be there for shock value i i agree i really thought well you know they didn't tell us all of our history in the first place but um i really thought it was a lot harder to get into these positions than what it seems like in 2019 and 2020 and 2021. <laughs> like, it, 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 I thought yeah. like I was taught that you got to put in some work. Like, right. I, man, the, the history I got, I was like, well, damn, I ain't. First of all, because I'm black, but I was like, damn, I even if I wasn't black, I ain't never going to be president. <laughs> it's, so, it's hard to be president. Nah, you got to be mayors and do all this other stuff. Nah, man, that's that's too much work. No wonder they owe when they get into presidency. But now, hearing all this, I'm like, damn, y'all just it. 20, 2022, baby. Like, I can put my name up in this ballot, you know, get my social media lit and, and go from there. I can be president now. So if y'all see my name on the ballot, vote for your boy. You know what I'm saying? Oh, hell no. 
<laughs> hey, I'll keep I'm it let you, take, you won't have yeah, to take yeah. a vaccine, Ronnie. I won't let you take a vaccine, baby. <laughs> Y'all just kidding. Y'all just kidding. Too crazy. He going to have everybody making pornos and shit. Hey, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Get everybody oh to God. the bread. Get everybody to the bread. Nah, you can't make porn because porn is free. Hey, only he fans. Got, you got to make OnlyFans. Like, like Kendra said, <laughs> exactly. let me get some head inside the residence, man. He going to let me get some head in the White House, man. Y'all just kidding for president. Yeah, so. I got you, bro. I got you, bro. Hey, we we bringing, we bringing higher learning to the White House, baby. Hey, Let's higher learning. It. I'm getting done from everybody in the White House. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? See, I got you. The only thing that ain't going to be um, welcome in my White House is that Laker yellow and go. Oh, that go. Oh, Anyways, anyway, that's the like first this. thing I'm doing. Anyways, y'all, you be president, I'll just be the mayor. Man, not that's why I sarcastically started. I actually went with it. Y'all just joked about it. He was like, Man, you care so much about your community, you're like the mayor. You care more about your community than the mayor. And I looked it up. And I was like, Well, damn, I'm just a couple years away from running for mayor if I wanted to. Shit, well, I might as well. You know what I mean? Like politics, I think, is a lot a lot like what? nonprofit organizations because that's what United States is United States is. And so the people who have the most control are the ones that we don't see. And the people who are the are, are the ones that we're supposed to lay blame on are the ones we see are often. And if you really think about it, Donald Trump would be the LeVar ball of politics. If he allows his mm-hmm. his daughter-in-law, his son, his nephew, his his wife, everybody to jump in and use his name to help boost his own name because he's about him. If it would have been if it would have been her his his daughter's boyfriend, he wouldn't put his name on it. The fact that like is his daughter-in-law, like, yeah, honey, go ahead. That would be a great idea because you know I'm gonna run in 2024. So you can run 2022, you can get in the Senate, we can work our way up. They're putting together all these plans. He's like, after I run in 2024, I'll be out by 2028. Son, you'll be ready to run. Bam, let's go. It's 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 not even monopoly. It's he's thinking about his legacy like as if he's going to live forever through his name, which is fine because I don't think he's going to become president or his son will. He probably will in 2024. Now, I hate to say it, but we all know the inevitable. As soon as his name's on the ballot, everybody's going to jump on board again. Not if my name's on it. Hey, I'm this, voting for you if you go. I'm your vice president, bro. What are you talking about? This like, nigga Trump is about? not going nowhere. Yes. Real shit is just going to get ugly, man. It's going to get real ugly for the Democrats. But we finna see what happens, man. But let's get shout outs before we get up out of here, man. Shout out to the Lakers. Shout out to the Lakers. And then shout out to all you gentlemen. Shout out to the movie Wally by Disney that they will be watching by next Wednesday. Uh, shout out to Politic and Broadcast. Shout out to uh, Yaji Kedit and Brand of Encouragement. Shout out to the 661 because we're from the dirt and we're here to make some noise. Ugly dance moves. Oh, my turn. Uh, shout out to the Politic Podcast. Shout out to Focus on the Future, Running Wild, Brand of Encouragement, Man Things. Shout out to my boy Ronnie. Uh, shout out to everybody watching. Uh, on that last note, hey girl, talking to my wife. There's this famous song that came out. Here we go, <laughs> girl. I want to quote this famous song for you, and it goes a little something like this, girl. Slob on my knob, like corn on the cob. Check in with me and do your job. Lay on the bed and give me head. And I'll skip to the other part. And I want you to pay attention to this. Lick on my butt. Natural curly hairs, please don't touch. Love you, girl. shit. (laughs) Hey, what's up with fam, man? Shout out to Brandon McCurgeon. Y'all just get his crazy ass. You know what I'm saying? Shout out for my man, Al. uh, Focus on the future. I see what you're doing. Been watching your social media, man. Your, what you're doing is huge, man. Love it, bro. 
Shout out to the Politic Forum, of course. Shout out to M16, the great man. Just had a had a, had a great mom interview, and he dropped some bars on us. So y'all gonna see that pretty soon on the Higher Learning Podcast. Shout out to the staff of the Higher Learning Podcast. Shout out to Brittany, who you know who's who's recovering right now, but she made it through. Um, shout out to uh, Tez, Tez the Great, Devery, Janelle, and uh, shout out to every all the fans who've been following us, man. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. So I remember when I first met you, I was a kid, and I was Instagram, uh, Instagram live with this dude, and Alvin jumped on. Alvin just loved to argue. That's why I got this nigga on the podcast. So this nigga was all he was in the chat box, like, "Oh, nigga, you need to talk to me." This nigga don't know what he's talking about. So I was like, you know what? Next week, nigga, I'm going to have your ass on here. Let me see what the fuck you talking about, man. And just to look up, and it's like, what, what, when was that? This is like. It's almost been a year. Like, when we, when you hit me on that Instagram, was like, hey, I want to do an interview of you. It's been almost a year, bro. It's been almost a year. I've been going just, crazy over that. And just looking at how much everybody has grown from over the years. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy, like. I was listening to the to the Drake song earlier, Mob Toss, and he had a bar that stuck with me. He said, "You can lead the lead in low and uh, scoring, but look at my assist." You know Facts. what I'm saying? I was like, "Man, that shit was hard." Like man, you put a song, love, bro. You I, I, I love everything that y'all niggas is doing, man. Keep going, man. We finna take this shit bigger than ever. Politics in the podcast, man. I don't know what y'all gonna do, but I'm gonna get to it, man. Let's get up out of here.